Welcome back to the after party of the wedding of the year, where we were stuck in the boot. Yes. Witnessing this socially distanced wedding. Because what you didn't see was um, Stuart was running his car ragged around a, 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 an abandoned parking lot with rave music and <laughs> drum and bass music playing. Mm-hmm. And he locked us in the boot. Yeah, and he forgot, and then we were trapped in yeah. there with him. He just wanted to have one last one last go at being a horrible, <laughs> evil, evil Stuart. Stuart. Yeah. Now he's comedy Stuart yeah. for, forevermore. For, for purposes unknown. <laughs> so we got special VIP passes to Raining Stuart's big wedding, and which just... was a week-long event for EastEnders, <laughs> and there was loads of build-up to it. We saw the wedding, we saw the after-party, we saw all the family come. It was just one of the best EastEnders weddings I've seen. And they just love doing occasions on EastEnders, mm. now, don't they? I mean, just doing the same old monotonous stuff. It's just not. It's not in their in their in their uh, agenda. <laughs> they really made the wedding feel yeah. special and unique. It's like when they have christenings or funerals. They really make a big deal <laughs> of them on EastEnders, and this wedding was not an exception mm-hmm. to the rule. That's right. So this wedding took place on the week beginning the when was it 28th of September to the 2nd of October. So that's the week that we're discussing. Big news. For Rainy. Yeah, yeah, news that we didn't think was going to, could be news for Rainy. We're almost vetoing the whole Baby Abby story from beginning to the very end because <laughs> the reason she wanted to be with Max was because she couldn't have a child. Ever. Ever. But that's, again. Yeah. We'll talk about them later. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the character development was all odd, but we'll talk about Rainy and Stuart later because they're a big day, but mm. we're going to start off. Well, can I say hello? If you want. Because you've just bulldozed into this Oh, yeah, we have to introduce ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Okay, go on then. Shall I introduce you as well? Yeah, if you want. Okay, so I'm Alex, and I'm the one keeping this train wreck on the rails, <laughs> and I'm joined today by the supposed presenter and host, <laughs> Ben. That's right. I'm here. We're also joined by a wet cat. Mm-hmm. The past few weeks, you might have noticed there's some strange noises in the podcast. It is the cat trying to be edited out, but it's not always possible. So you may hear cat noises when we're discussing well, Where we record now, because we're off up in Bonnie, Scotland, <laughs> we um, have a different room we record in. And unfortunately, we don't have the the facilities to keep the cat out of this room. <laughs> no. But it's the only room that doesn't have a huge echo. So you'll thank us later that you occasionally you hear a meow rather than, <laughs> you know, background, a reverb. lots of background noise. But before we get on with our review, we've got a special mention we have to do first. Have we? Yeah. Oh my God. It's someone's birthday. Are we getting paid? No. <sighs> We're getting paid with love. Oh, okay, that's fine. I need Which... some of that. I'm very cold at the moment. <laughs> Which is something that Shirley Carter couldn't do. <laughs> even if she was <laughs> even if she was paid, she couldn't do it. Now we've got a birthday shout out mention for someone who's listening, I hope, right now, live. Because oh. otherwise your birthday's gone. It'd be awkward, wouldn't it? Um are you twenty two <laughs> recently? You me? <laughs> no. It's nice per- of you to, to notice. The yeah. person I'm asking. All right. And maybe their birthday was on the seventh of October. Oh, Who so knows? they haven't had it yet? So it's mm. coming. Oh, I wonder what they're going to do. <laughs> Have a uh, drag bingo night. <laughs> yes. With Max Brennan. <laughs> Sounds like a fun plan. No, we have got to say happy birthday. To happy 22nd birthday to Ruben Clark, because your lovely girlfriend has asked us to give you a little shout out, because apparently you love our show. Yeah, fool. <laughs> it's, it's, there's better things to do in your time. <laughs> Is this true? Um, so yeah, happy birthday. I hope you have lots of fun listening to us on your birthday, yes, which I... Is assume and hope you are doing and this is from lee yes his girlfriend Mm -hmm. oh favorite character is shirley right well i think that's a good strong choice could have worse yeah we've had what one scene of shirley i think so far yeah it was the 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 gray episode the gray episode Mm. so not really a highlight really but still 
There you go. So happy birthday, and um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Right. So we're going to start off with Ian and Kathy, and the Ian the weasel is um still in force. It's been four weeks now, and his weasel behaviour is escalating. Yeah. So he's he's desperate for money. Mm-hmm. Max has had enough. He's, <laughs> Again, <laughs> he's a very angry baked bean, and he just wants the money because he's he needs the money. Well, he needs the money because he's 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 a bit jealous that like everyone is moving on. Jack and Denise want the house themselves so they can set up their nice little family. You know, little did he know that Raymond might be in that equation too. But again, more on that later. And so he's kind of gently being pushed out by Jack, almost to say, you know, you should be able to stand on your own two feet by now. Oh yeah, because Max was talking to Linda, wasn't he? And he, he was like was. moaning how his life has no purpose, and I I might as well just leave. But he he wants, exactly, he wants to go see Lauren. He wants to take Baby Abby with him. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps he wants to go see Cora. You never know. Baby Abby can't stop talking about how much she wants to see Lauren, apparently. <laughs> Baby Abby just goes on and on and on and on. Sadly, we don't see this. No. Um, so, yeah, he wants the money back. Ian is doing... Have you noticed that Adam Woodjat in his, like, his Ian desperate face, he keeps, like, licking the inside of his gums as, like, part of his... Dry thing. mouth, dry mouth. Yeah, because when he was signing the will, um, he was signing faking Kathy's signature. He he did it about four times. Mm. And I've noticed that's like a new thing Adam Woodjet's doing, like to show Ian's desperation. <laughs> like he is conflicted at doing this. He keeps licking his mouth all the time. Mm. I can't believe you haven't noticed it. No, it's obviously a very subtle nuance by um Adam Woodjet. <laughs> um, it's yeah, no. I'd be honest with you. Just basically, Ian Beale has just become. A little, a little cartoony for me. He's almost become. He's kind of squirreling away all the time. He's kind of running away from. Then when he was in the uh, cellar and Max kind of oh, came, yeah. that dark foreboding light uh, of his head came forward <laughs> from the shadows. How did Max get in the cellar? Well, yeah, and also like what confused me was that later in the week Tina and Frankie go into the cellar and they complain about how messy it, <laughs> it looked and you know old Mick would never have this. It was military, mm. the, the way that everything was stacked and it was perfect and something like that but Ian was only in that set they can't get that bad in like a, what was it, a day or two mm. like over two days I know they had to cater for the wedding of the century which oh, yeah, it was a bigger deal it was a big huge occasion. deal obviously um you know jelly deals for everyone but I mean it just everything seemed to change very quickly around mm. and there was just everything kind of got it was like they flung something at the <laughs> idea wall and they just went yeah let's do it there's a team <laughs> That week, this week did again. feel like that. It was very like it. It felt like it had been edited like half an hour before it went to broadcast. Mm. Like everything was all over the place all week on all the episodes. Were Monday and Thursday weird. and Friday was fine, but Tuesday was a mess. We're going off the whole Ian Bill story, but to be honest <laughs> with you, we've just summed it up. Ian Bill's looking for money, and he signed away Kathy's. Mm. He uh, did the da- n- nasty money. deed. He did that before in like the eighties, no, no, kind of. I, no, he didn't. He he had. He had he worked at his mum's cafe, mm. cats, cafes yeah, to help her, and he just used her facilities and her a discount card, her Costco, yeah, her Costco card mm. to like buy things without Kathy knowing, and so he he deceived. Her. It was a very gentle de- de- mm. deceive. I mean, the deceit. thirty years in between, it's it's been a gradual process. Yeah, but he's. But, um, I mean, he I've... did go against his mother back then, and he lied to her, and he did. Yeah, but she's lied to him too. Like she, you know, don't you dare bring up her. Don't you dare. (laughs) She was dead for a long time, and I I mean, I'm the first one to painfully say, like, okay, I think we need to get over this now. Whoever keeps bringing it up to Kathy as an excuse for why they've done it, but 
on this occasion, I mean, especially Kathy was kind of showing off right, when she put the, the wheels on the table and she and Ian said, oh, surely this is my one. She said, no, I've got the money and kind of, you know, walked off almost. Good, I'm know. glad for Kath. Yeah, but where, again, how is... is From the stolen necklace. We, yeah, but she spent all of her money on that stolen necklace on the club. And the club's been closed for a long time. And Kathy's been complaining that they, she's not had quite the full club. Hence why yeah. she asked Frankie to pull off um, this big Millionaire night. Ruby, she's gone into she's lost a million pounds over this kathy's got a quarter of a million and she's thriving was it stacy isn't the thief after all and it was kathy <laughs> kathy was actually the thief of the money yeah stacy was telling the truth it wasn't her but kathy's doing all right well she was doing all right until ian forged her name she's forged her signature elizabeth beale <laughs> no it was just it was just k b and then a squiggle <laughs> k b fletcher she's yeah her money is now going into another a remortgage is it i think so he signed maybe did he remortgage the cafe in her name oh i don't know so now she's gonna have a big mortgage that she finds out about and no he he was he was getting money for an a mortgage so he could take money out of the house so perhaps he was remortgaging the house so he could take money as equity oh in her name in her name because ian's been desperately trying to find money after ian's um after Max's constant threats, because mm. he he almost had a deal set up with the council doing party foods, and then Max ruined that for him. <laughs> he keeps barging in and shouting. Doesn't I mean, he, at the yeah, wrong exactly. Time. How's he going to achieve? Like, <laughs> Ian is right to say to him, you know, I can't actually make money if every time I'm trying to make money, you're going to come in and scream at me mm. every time. But now Max is. Ian thinks that Max is trying to deceive him or kind of get into the veins of the family by supporting bobby but max it what seems to be a genuine concern and friendship with bobby is actually doing it for the great good because bobby's now set up a foundation the lucy mm-hmm. bill foundation yeah. can you remember what it was for was it for it was for inspiring young business women or something because lucy was like a young businesswoman, wasn't she because she did well, she owned two flats and she used to rent them out to people <laughs> yeah with her and lauren so <laughs> that... so lauren's an aspiring <laughs> but why see you said lauren should have built the website for bobby I know, because Max was saying how good the website looks. Mm. Maybe Lauren helped. Yeah. For her old pal. Did a Skype call. Her old Zoom pal call and helped him out. Because um, yeah, he's got £12,000 on the charity. And Ian, yes. well, when Ian heard that, he suddenly cared. And I thought that was a bit of um, bad characterisation for Ian. I know we're going into this, everyone must hate Ian for the who done it. But... Um, no, we don't know if it's a who Well, we don't, but we're we We're just do. presuming it's a who done it. There's lining literally the whole bubble up to be... But possible. Ev- everyone he's crossing now. So he's yeah. crossed Kathy, he's crossed Max, he's crossed <laughs> Bobby, he's crossed yeah, Peter, Dotty, Peter, Dotty, Sharon. Yep, Sharon. That's all the bubble. So all of them are suspects, I guess. But um, I thought it was a bit weird that he didn't take notice or didn't seem to care in the Lucy Bill Foundation. Yeah, because that's Lucy, his daughter, yeah, his favourite daughter. daughter. Yeah. So I thought that was a bit like, really? That doesn't mm. ring true to me. Because mm. she was always his. Fa- well, that was a story, wasn't it? Where he said that she was his favourite. Mm. She was his favourite child, and Peter heard him say that. Mm, that's and why that's, Peter left. Well, he went to drugs, didn't mm. he? And then, yeah, so it, it's surprising that, you know, after all the grief and the hurt that Ian's been through, that that wasn't the one thing that gave him attention for Bobby. But at least just slow, show a bit of interest, because we know mm. how much he loved Lucy, and there was, you know, we've had five years of alleged um, character development, and then it was just kind of ignored just for this 
weird like mm. Ian who done it. But also, but... It's, uh, do you think Bobby was doing it just to get his dad's attention, or do you think Bobby genuinely wants to start this foundation? And... I think Bobby's quite genuine, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a caring kid, isn't he? But again, is 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 Ian going to steal money from this foundation? Is he going to Arthur Fowler it <laughs> and and take the uh, Christmas money? Probably. I mean, does he need more money? Is this mortgage enough? We don't really know the ins and outs, do we? Well, we but... don't know how much the Max's share was. Mm. Also, it's something that I still don't really understand. He <laughs> he bought Max out. Mm. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense, does it? So he bought Max out. So technically he spent... He paid Max yeah. the money. So, so why does he owe Max the money? No, Unless Max gave up his... his. Basically, he said he gave up his shares... So the money became Ian. Ian. Oh yeah, maybe that was maybe it. that's how they and did then it. Ian okay. did something with those shares, but, but, he, but he, he bought the Vic. He bought the Vic. All right. He yeah. used the money from from God. <laughs> no, I know that's, that. That's it. But it's that's like lockdown one hundred and one for his wouldn't, wouldn't have he have he had to sell half his share to someone to get money to buy the Vic though? But Wolford he didn't East. sell his share. He gave his share. He gave the money, the money that Max had invested into Wolford East. Oh, right. He gave it to Ian so that Rainey couldn't touch it. But mm. then Rainey It wasn't that much money, though, because it was an originally Masood share that he just gave to Max randomly that one day. <laughs> yeah, because most of the investment came from an outside investor, didn't mm, it? I think so. Yeah, because the Samosas brought in the investors, didn't they? <laughs> oh, goodness me. It's a mess. Anyway, it doesn't make sense. Everything's a mess. It's a but mess. But we're here. <laughs> We're here to explain it to you guys. When we can't explain we don't ourselves. Know what's happening, yeah. Um, but basically, that's the Ian and Kathy and Bobby stuff. Yeah. So they were planning wills, mm. more foreshadowing for a near-death experience for Ian. Well, they're just they're just adding more characters who want to go against mm. Ian on 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 our presumed storyline that <laughs> it's going to be a who whacked Ian around the head. Mm. Who, it's basically the Ken who pushed Barlow. Ian down the stairs. Yeah. yeah, who pushed Ian down the stairs storyline. And it, can you do you think they're going to do the exact that same thing as well? Like Ian pushed down the stairs by a mysterious shadow figure. Because mm, wasn't isn't wasn't one of the scenes the Ken Barlow thing? Wasn't he doing something with Wills? And it was all it's all quite similar. Was I'm it a Kate sure. Oates story? It's a Kate Oates story. It was. Mm. Oh, there you go. Mm. The Kate Oates special. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. I'll have two of them, please. <laughs> right. So continuing on. These are kind of linked now with the Carters. Yes, because um, Linda and, and Mick, Linda and Max have become best friends. Mm-hmm. Lots of Zoom calls. Lots of Zoom calls in during lockdown, which we didn't see. Max is always kind of hanging around with Linda, mm-hmm. having a few chats. Linda overheard about the Ian being in financial trouble situation. Well, she which... overhears a lot, doesn't she, Linda, in that laundrette? Well, com- considering she's so observant of things, she didn't know how Kathy's name was spelled. <laughs> and Bobby <laughs> rightly spotted him. Well, it's in the cafe window. It's got a K. <laughs> Did she just think that was like a brand name or something? <laughs> If Kathy's was always spelt with a K just because it's like a one big conglomerate. And that's so silly. I, I mean, Linda's not stupid. I know that she didn't finish school or whatever. Like, that's her backstory. But surely she knows that Kathy's spelt with a K. Someone it's she's just... known for, what? Six years. Her whole life, yeah. Kathy's yeah. <laughs> whole life. Kathy's <laughs> whole life. Yeah, but no, she's known Kathy for a long time. You yeah, know how to years. spell her name. Exactly. It's... That it was, was a bit... Yeah, it was... It was stupid. I know, again, it was a plot device, so it meant that Bobby and Kathy had to have a chat while Linda was looking for the laundry, and they, then that's where it came out. That... I know, but try and keep these plot devices in character. It's yeah. Not that, is it that difficult, really? Well, yes. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Um, but yeah, that's where that side comes from. And then we have the Tina, Frankie, Mick situation, because he, Mick like looked on Frankie's 
camera like Tina did basically and but he went back a bit further and he saw Yeah, never give Nick your mobile phone <laughs> if you want to show him a photograph. Must be a Carter trait. Swipe, Tina swipe, was the swipe. same, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Um but lots and lots of pictures of Ollie on there and also of them playing that football match. See that was nice continuity. Mm-hmm. They weren't posed and set up photos. Wasn't they... the greatest picture of Mick though. <laughs> it was very unflattering. <laughs> If I was Mick, I'd be like, I'll just delete that quickly, I think. <laughs> but Mick's, Mick's biggest concern is he's why is Frankie so obsessed with them as a mm. family? And then Mick shares his concerns with Linda. And Linda's a bit like, well, she's a, she's on her own in the square. She needs, a, you know, a few friends. She's a hobby. She needs, yeah, she, knows, she, she likes hanging around with Tina. And, um, you know, if it means that, you know, we make a new friend, then it's absolutely fine. Let's not worry about it. And Mick... Doing the cardinal sin of eating orange juice and cornflakes. I know. Apparently they they liked it during lockdown or something when they ran out of milk because he gave it to Ollie and now Mick likes the taste of orange orange juice and cornflakes. It's a th- it's an old thing. Is it an actual old thing? Yeah, my nan it? my nan used to like it too. No, but but I don't know why. Oh, I thought they just made it up. I can I just can't imagine it. I just because cornflakes go so smushy in milk, especially warm milk. Mm. But then I suppose you wouldn't warm the orange juice. Ooh, it just sounds disgusting. Fancy some warm milk cornflakes now. <laughs> with orange juice. Not with orange juice. As, as a side drink, mm. yes, perhaps. So yeah, Mick was getting worried, but he did confront her straight away, Frankie. Yes. And he, he kind of... No more secrets. No, <laughs> until Friday. He's, he's getting her intertwined in the family early, <laughs> you see. Because <laughs> as soon as the, again, the rumoured storyline that perhaps they're related one way or another. Mm. Um, Which makes it all a bit weird. That's why she didn't want Tina to kiss her, probably. Maybe. She's like, no, you might be my aunt. Get away from me. But she's not gay either, is Frankie, I didn't think. Isn't she? We don't know. She probably... She's probably bi, isn't she? Fluid. She wears she wears Birkenstock shoes. <laughs> does that make you a lesbian, does it? It makes you part of the LGBT community. <laughs> is, that, is that the stereotype that we're going for now? <laughs> no, I think she is, because she... Have they not mentioned it before? I'm sure they have during her interview. I don't know. What she interview? To get the job at the Prince Albert. Oh, right. I thought you meant like her job interview for the <laughs> school for EastEnders. I was like, when were you sat in with Kate Oates and John Sen while she was doing the audition? <laughs> yes, I want her, Frankie, and I want her storyline to be involved with Ollie. Um, I think she is. At least bisexual. Oh, okay. Nothing, not that I have a problem, clearly, but... I mean, hopefully she is, because there needs to be someone gay in the Prince Albert. Tina is gay. Well, her past three love interests have been men, so that's debatable. (laughs) She's, again, fluid. Max is there now. He's part of the team. Well, Peter works there. Is that a hint? yeah. Is that a hint of things to come? (laughs) They're all loving it. Sharon's (laughs) the only gay one there, really. Sharon is the gayest of all icons, (laughs) and I love her, and her drinking... To the point that she she had to announce that an inflatable guitar was an inflatable guitar. Was, <laughs> and it was hers. And and also then we found out from Max that she he set Sharon up on the sofa with a bucket next to her. Mm, Sharon classy. can't handle her drink anymore. Classy bird, isn't mm. she? Anyway, we fast forward quite a lot. Basically, Frankie needs to arrange a special night to try and get a full-time job from Kathy. And yep. profits need to be up. Because yep. Kathy's, you know... That's why she got so much money. Kathy, this is this is it. This is why she's a dragon. You know, <laughs> she knows how to make her money, but th- th- the money she has isn't enough. She wants more. Mm. She so you can kind of get where Ian Bill gets his uh, fiery businessmanship from. Pete from. Bill. <laughs> Hardly. He just liked the easy life, didn't he? He just liked to get up in the morning at five o'clock, have his orange juice and cornflakes, mm-hmm. made for him by his wife. <laughs> Refuse to sell pineapples because they're too fruity. <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit too tropical for his liking. And uh, yeah, and just kind of chip in at seven o'clock in the 
Vic, have a few pints, come home at 11 and wake up the next morning and do it all over again. Shame Pete, um, Bobby didn't do the Pete Bill Foundation. What for? For fruit and green grapes. <laughs> I would like that much better in his What about name. the Lou Bill Foundation? Oh, yeah. What would that be for? For Cockney singers. For bringing back traditions. Yeah. And whippings. <laughs> Spanking. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing back the uh, children growing up the coal mines and... Uh... <laughs> Cleaning out the uh, chimney mm. pots. Anyway, we're not talking about Ian Bill anymore. We're talking about the Carters, aren't we? Yes. I think so. Because well, Linda had a drink because Mick oh, well, like, slightly mentioned it to her in the in the flat. We're jumping from Ollie and Linda, Ollie and <laughs> Mick then. That's done. Yeah, that's just them being a bit, okay. bit odd. Tina tried to kiss Frankie and the she end. was like, no. Yeah. So Max Max has been comforting Linda. We don't really know why. Mm. But then I think we all kind of knew that it was always going to be... Because Max She's can't blonde. have a friendship with a woman. Blonde woman. it's going to end up with kissing. Mm-hmm. You say blonde woman. He likes brunettes. No, he Stacey. doesn't. Oh, yeah. That's like the one brunette. But everyone else is blonde. Tanya. Ingrid. <laughs> did he sleep with Ingrid? No, remember. he did sleep with Ingrid. He slept with um, the woman from Bad Girls you keep going on about. Oh, yeah. Um, Bubbles in the fridge. What's her name? Dingy White. <laughs> Vanessa White. Yeah. Blonde. Denise Van Outen. Den- blonde. Oh, yeah. Blonde. Yeah. They're Fair all days. blonde. So Emma Summer Hayes. And she was mousy brown. Wasn't she? <laughs> she was an ex- There's always an exception to a rule. <laughs> there is. Um, so we knew this was coming. Mm. I, it's quite a shame because their friendship is quite nice or was no, quite nice. From the very beginning, from the moment when they had that first conversation in uh, Ruby's, I just knew where it was heading. Mm. It was so obvious. I know. And I think... Th- but it's a shame because if they kept it as a friendship, I mean, it could have been quite nice. I I've, the whole time I found it a really odd friendship. I didn't get it. I mm. really didn't get it. Because Max is an addict, but he likes to pounce around the square thinking that he's better than everyone else. And Linda is an addict, but doesn't feel that way. She likes mm. to be like the What's you know, down-to-earth woman. Sex, sex addict is Max. Max, he's an addict to cigarettes. <laughs> um, to blondes. I think the only thing he hasn't done is drugs. Oh, yeah. He smokes, he drinks, yep, sex. Gambles, probably. Probably. <laughs> but um, he mentioned his self-harming as well when he was talking to Linda, yes. trying to make her feel... The only thing he has control mm. of, so he feels like that's the only way he can kind of muster through life. And mm. so he kind of understood when Linda took a swig of his drink. But um, yeah, I mean, he okay, fine. If he was going to be comforting to Linda, absolutely not a problem at all. But We why... don't know really why he did it, don't He we? only did it because he wanted to kiss Linda. <laughs> Let's... Come on, let's be honest here. Because he flirted with Linda. Remember also, he flirted with Linda on New Year's Eve. or It was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, when mm. Linda got really oh, yeah. badly drunk. And she stayed on his sofa and stuff. No, he didn't stay on her. She's, one, she spent a night at his once, didn't she? But she stayed on the sofa. Didn't he try to do No, he tried then? to do it at Ruby's because he was trying to make Ruby jealous. Oh, yes. I so remember. she was really drunk and he tried it with Linda. He tried it with Linda already at Ruby's trying to make Ruby jealous. So he always had intentions to do something with it. It's, he's just... Mm, horrible. Yeah, I just, Max is just one tone for me and his story is always the same story, which is he likes a woman, woman, woman... <laughs> a good, married good. woman, preferably. <laughs> yeah, woman married, bang woman on head, get in bed. It's just, he just... Mm. I, this is why I'm not upset that Max Branding is leaving. And this is why I said, like, Max Branding has nothing else to do anymore. No. There's nothing obvious. for him on the soap. This was... I, I was half expecting, like, a big revelation when he was on the um ba- the balcony. And he was like, I've got something I need to tell you. And I thought, ooh, are we getting, like, a little bit of a hint of a story here? But no, it was just a, a joke about bingo. And I was like... Oh. Like that could have been quite a good moment to do something secretive then. Yeah, but why has he got to... The only thing That's I, I was excited was... about was storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he killed Steve. 
Yeah, Steven, or something like Steven, that. Stephen B. No, he didn't admit that. They did a kiss, though. How about the filming techniques of that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just angry that they did it. <laughs> I, did, the, I mean, the filming techniques was probably better than that of Karen and Mitch. <laughs> Karen and Mitch looked like two floating heads <laughs> floating toward yeah, each moving other. Moving towards you like clip art. <laughs> yeah, it looked like an old Microsoft screensaver. <laughs> Um, but I think they used um, Kelly Bright's real life husband for the close up kiss kiss. So that's how they did that. But she was that's quite not flattering sh- for him, is it? <laughs> he looks like Max Branning, a real closer. <laughs> but she was very shook and she just ran like she galloped down the stairs, <laughs> and ran away and didn't know what to do. Um, so she does feel guilty, but she did kiss him back. So what, is this actually leading to a affair, or are they just building this up because of the Mick story to make Mick more vulnerable? What, so he feels more like he can't, like with Frankie does reveal a secret, he can't open up to Linda about mm. how he feels about it. And then moving on to his panic attacks would be even worse again. Because they yeah. did his panic attacks, didn't they, when Linda had the alcoholism problem. Mm. So presumably they're going to do the same again with, you know, Linda holding back a secret about him, her and him and Max kissing. Yeah. Sounds contrived, so. <laughs> Why <Take>. not? <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. I mean, maybe Mick will make Max leave the square for good. Oh, yeah. Well, His I, exit will be a day. Come enough, back I didn't, to the square ever again. Yeah, I didn't genuinely think of it that way. I've always just related Max's leaving storyline to Ian. But yeah, that could be a, it could be a Carter. Yeah, because uh, Mick and Ian are quite good friends, aren't they? Mm. They, don't, they kind of forget about that, but maybe they'll... Well, Mick covered for Ian when he saw a prostitute. Yeah, so maybe Ian will find out and tell Mick and that will get rid of Max. That's one of the Ian Bill ways. I'll be happy with that. Like how Ian got rid of Tricky Dicky. Yes, by sending a letter to yeah. uh, his former council. Maybe he'll boss. say to Max, I'll tell Mick. <laughs> don't want to get on the wrong side of Mick. Leave, leave the square forever. Um, so maybe that will happen. Mm. Right, next up, we had minimal aftermath of Chantel. Well, there was, to be fair, it was nothing to do with Chantel. No, it was more about and... Billy and Ian. <laughs> Billy... No, it was all about <laughs> Billy and Mitch. Yeah. Or more specifically, Mitch. And Mitch basically... And, and, and of. Basically, Grey says to Mitch this week, like, you've never cared about Chantelle at all. It's always been about gestures for you. And it's proven because you've basically turned Chantelle's death into another excuse or reason to get together with Karen. Mm. Which he's entirely right. I know. So why am the I agreeing? <laughs> yeah, why am I agreeing with a domestic abuser <laughs> and a killer over Mitch? Mm-hmm. This is how I'm so angry at Mitch. I know, because, like, two weeks ago, Mitch was... Going up in my estimation, I, I bit was by bit. Really, I was really enjoying Mitch. Yeah. I liked the fact that he had those moments with Chantel. The moment, uh, Ch- I mean, perhaps he was being carried by Chantel's like goodbye uh, mm. story um, and saying goodbye to her mum. He outdid himself now because his daughter's just died. Literally died what a week ago in he, this time. His daughter just died. Karen's not coping with it very well. Billy asks Mitch for help, knowing that Mitch. And him have a quite a mm. tricky yeah, relationship. Billy was quite nice to him, yeah. wasn't he? He said the only person Karen can open up with isn't me. It's you, Mitch, and because you and you and Chantel is your daughter with Karen. So why don't you go visit Karen? Why are you avoiding her? You thought, oh, okay. Yeah, and so he saw it as a game. <laughs> Put some aftershave on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he walks in, and no sooner has he said like, "Oh, I miss Chantel," he's making, he's kissing. Karen and now Karen is not only full of grief with Chantel rightly so but she's now full of grief because she's got to lie to Billy about Mm. the kiss with Mitch (laughs) so Mitch has turned Chantel's death about him Mm. which he did his whole life with Chantel when she was alive so and all the scenes afterwards as well it's not been about Chantel like we finally saw Grey we've not really seen how Grey feels about killing Chantel the, the first scenes that we get is about 
a love triangle between Mitch, Billy, and Karen. But mm. it's like, no, I don't care. No one cares about that. That's no. That was before lockdown. Chantel's just died. I'd rather invest more into how that's affecting people. I want to see the torment in Gray's life at the moment. Mm. How How is he coping? From from the glimpses you see of Gray, it doesn't look like he's coping very well he's with it. He's not done his hair. But, yeah, but again, is it, is, it, is it all an act? Is it all a kind of a smokescreen? Or is he genuinely feeling mm. absolute guilt for doing what he did to Chantel? We don't know. Seeing it in his eyes as the ultimate justice. But yes, we don't know. No, this is stuff we should know. This is stuff we should see. This is stuff we should be watching and mm. investigating. And when Whenever I see a scene of Karat, I instantly think, right, we're going to get some action here. We're going to get some information. But now he's kind of been pushed to mm. one side too. I just I just want to see Karen, Gray and Karat. Bernie, Keegan. Well, and We've also, not seen th- them. I don't know, how are they grieving? How are they coping with all this? Bernie's just hugging a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> and Keegan sat on his bed. <laughs> Yeah. Like Tiffany, we've not seen. Hmm. Like, is Tiffany is this helping Keegan Tiffany's relationship? Hmm. Is this bringing more between them? Yeah, is this another? Does Barry Keanu with... know? Yeah, has anyone to let Keanu? Does Bailey know? know? <laughs> Bailey's well, no, aunt. They have mentioned that Bailey is aware of it because they made the, they said that, that this is another figure, motherly like figure hmm. that's died in Bailey's life. So they made that indication, but they don't. I mean, I understand, like. This is we're in a very tricky situation at the moment where filming has to be done in bubbles. So only one set of bubbles can yeah. like do a scene about a certain story. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't create a Bernie Keegan and Tiff bubble, and then they could have like scenes yeah, together where they're talking li- their about bubbles. Literally not on non-existent. Mm. <laughs> they're well, not on it. For example, remember when Shaquille died? They did a memorial to him where they all got drunk at the at the time. I think it was E twenty, and they mm-hmm. played spin the bottle. And this is when we first learned about the development of Bernie fancying tiff mm. but there was there was a scene where they all talked about their feelings and emotions so we understood how they were feeling keegan felt guilt he felt like he was the one to blame mm-hmm. it was all his fault bernie felt you know like she didn't feel safe in the the place where she lived anymore bex yeah. was upset bex was upset she was, she was writing, writing songs <laughs> on her guitar um, louise fancied a bit of hunter didn't care about shaquille yeah. standard exactly but at least we we had a character at least we knew it. but like we're not learning anyone's mm. emotions about Chantel, and this is why I'm so angry that they're just turning it into Mitch's story. Mm. Stop! No, <laughs> and it, like the day before, like Karen. No, not even the day. It was the same episode. Karen was like upset. She was washing dishes. She was crying on the floor. All the things around her. And then, like two scenes later, Sharon was like, "Oh yeah, I've popped Albie with Karen. Yeah. She's babysitting." <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Why did they not show us that exchange? Well, exactly, because Sharon's just lost a child too. I'm sad to hear about Chantel. Here's Albie, bye. (laughs) I'm getting drunk. (laughs) I'm going to get pissed with an electric guitar. Yeah, it's like, oh, for God's sake. Like, that could have been a good moment because Karen and Sharon have like this... They have a lot that they're sharing at the moment. They're sharing a a grandchild and a child for Sharon. Mm. Um, Both lost a child. They both have lost Keanu, technically. Mm. They've both lost a child recently. So there's, again, there's a, it's an open goal there, an opportunity for the writers to have some kind of development mm. for learning how Karen is coping. Not that she's looking at photos on the ground of Chantelle trying to find one to show for the funeral booklet. Mm. And the next and minute, then, babysitting Albie. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. Because mm. it feels like, it doesn't feel like Chantelle's dead. It feels like she's just, she's like Keanu. She's just popped off and yeah. she's, she's just not here. It's really. Odd, like I feel no emotion about her being dead when mm. I should do, and it's really odd. Like I can't put my finger on it, but when I'm watching it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like Mitch has just someone has 
like Chantal's literally died. Like, yeah, her his daughter's died, but but he's busy investigating her murder and trying to catch a kid. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like with Gray, and it's like, no, it's yeah. Why is he not mourning? Why is yeah, he not it's grieving? Really weird. Why, why, okay. It just doesn't feel real at all. Let the investigation part for me should have been with Corette, and I I feel like the story naturally should have been that he told Karen, Karen rejected it. And then you see Corette kind of grieving in his own mm. way that he felt like he could have helped Chantel, but he didn't. I mean, I don't know why. They've had two weeks ago since the story obviously happened with mm. Chantel's death. Why are we not getting... We're having more scenes about Callum and Ben mm. and Phil yeah. and their relationship and gangsters <laughs> than we are with the aftermath of Chantel. Mm. And I don't get it. No. Why is this happening? Because when this happened before with Denny and people were moaning that, oh, Sharon's not... Why is Sharon getting one scene? Remember she had like one scene a week for like yeah. three weeks? Yeah. And um, John sent it on Twitter... Well, it's the scheduling of soaps. I'd like to show you how it works sometimes, but it's difficult. And it's like, okay, Tish Dean, she was working quite a lot up to it. But Mitch, Car- the no. Taylors haven't yeah. been working much. It was um, Jessica Plummer was doing all the work up to it. Mm. Now that she's not on the show, there's no excuse. There is no excuse. That the actors aren't free to now do Aftermath. They're all working. They're jobbing actors. Um, And I mean, okay, I understand Letitia Dean is a much more long stay, so perhaps her contract is different, so she doesn't do. Yeah, but she was much. doing loads of scenes before, like she had the pregnancy, mm. the affair, mm. everything. Bernie, Keegan, Tiff, Karen, Mitch, yeah, they weren't. All... They, they've. They've got plenty of time yeah. to film these things. I don't, no, they, I don't they, get why they're are, doing it. Cl- are clashing with any other work project at the mm. moment because obviously, they, well, look at the show EastEnders. The, the TV production is losing money hand over fist, and they they need to. They like the actors want to work, mm. so give them. There just doesn't seem to be a logical explanation other than for me that they're just pandering to an audience who want who they feel want to see Ben Callum. And Phil storylines. Mm, they've been in every episode. They've been apart from one. Every one episode, episode they haven't been in. Sonia, not yet. Sonia's <laughs> disappeared. Nursing <weeks>. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just I just just I wanna see I wanna see character driven stories. Mm. And Chantel's death is something that was such an opportunity because you could have learned a character more of about Grey and his story and his background mm. and why I'm just repeating myself and I'm not going to go on about no, it. But it's just frustrating because mm. it could so easily have been like so much better, mm. like quite easily. Um, but instead, we're now getting the Mitch and Karen love story. And it's like, yeah. no one wants Why that. have you ruined We something? hated it the week before the show finished when mm. they had that week of the love triangle. <laughs> With the practical jokes on Billy. Mm. And it was like, ha ha ha, you're, you're mm. going to become a tailor now. And it's like the quote when the show came back and the producers were like, oh yeah, we don't want anything to change. We want to come back. That's why we took a break so we could film things. We wanted things to be exactly how we planned it anyway. So mm. it's like, so so this was how it would have been, even if even if it wasn't COVID or social distancing, this is probably what the show mm. would have been anyway. So it's like, oh. That's but I just don't. I just, shame for me. For me, it just it doesn't make sense why they're not doing more story about because they 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 they're starting new stories. Why are they starting new stories with mm. Max and Linda story? Linda's alcoholism coming back. The the Raymond story. These mm. all Frankie. Kind of, Frankie story. These are all stories that could have just been kind of pulled back a little bit so that we could have. I would happily have had a week of aftermath where. Almost everything we saw on screen was Grey, Karen and Mitch and the, the Taylors mm. and we saw the, the fallout of it. And they just filmed, they just had four episodes of the fallout of it. 
then maybe have a break and then the funerals this which would be now this week that would have suited me fine. Or even like showing everyone's reaction. Like in the old days, <laughs> the old days, yeah. we would have like had Pauline's reaction to hearing about someone's death or something. And that would have like stemmed a storyline from Michelle, like thinking, oh, this has happened to Chantel. I should do yeah. this. My Like it would have stemmed other links from other storylines, but it's not really like, does Lola care? Lola worked with Chantel. Denise, oh, Denise? Denise said she was upset one day, but then the next day that was it. Well, she, she again, mm. in, in, this, in this week's episode, she, she said um, because Mitch was sleeping in the salon and she was spraying it because it because smelled. Because he farted. Yeah, because he had a bad kebab. Mm. And um, she, she said to Cherie that, oh, I should understand really, because obviously I understand losing a child because technically she had lost um, Raymond, Raymond mm. in the same way. Um, I'm just so angry at the whole, I hate that everyone makes such an emphasis on the fact that, like, this is a very impactful, very, um, this is a very important, very issue-based storyline. So we have to make our time, and we have to be very careful of what we've done. Mm. And it's and and they did with the episode, in my opinion, yeah, the on one the Friday episode. episode. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Of the one episode, mm. and now they're they're taking no care of it. It's like they've they've bored of it now. They've done it now. They mm. they they've, they've done. That's another check on their list. Well, if of you things rewind to the do. podcast two weeks back, I did say that then and there. But they but they make it so it awards season they can put that episode in for the the award. But I don't like that they're doing that. They're, they're, everything every storyline now for me seems like a check mark for them. It's like oh domestic abuse done that mm-hmm. now hearing here yeah <laughs> deafness. Ben, ben can now hear music from inside a car from yeah. the outside the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's just really there, there, there's, poor. there's rumors they're doing a male suicide storyline tick. They're doing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Every issue, every issue out there, tick, 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 tick. They're ticking all the boxes. It's like you don't need to do that. I do wonder, like, because John Sen used to be in charge of like Holby Casualty. They were more like they they quite often do issue led storylines on Casualty and Holby, but they're like an hour long drama. They're like and, a like, drama series. And then like drama. next week, like there's something else. Mm. Is that why EastEnders has been a bit like that now? Like, is he? He's not treating it like a soap. Well, each week is an issue, is a story. Yeah, and then it's like, well, that's done. Let's go to the next story. Like, that's what Catherine and Holby tend to do when I've seen it. Mm. And I am wondering, is that why there's a there's an issue here? Is that like, because in his mind, he's producing this. Right, that's this story. That's that arc done. Right, let's go on to the next arc now. Maybe. Like the Ben hearing thing. Like he had his implant and then that's it. Like, is that what we're doing? And like Ruby's, I know the Ruby's rape wasn't with John Sen, but the aftermath and finishing of it was... And that was a bit like, okay, that's done. Let's move on to move the next on to one. The next one. And each one ends with a special episode, like Linda's drinking New Year's Eve special episode. Mm. Like, is it? Is that why there's a this weird? It's not like a soap. He's doing. He's more doing like a an episode. He's, he's in the head of like an drama. episodic drama, yeah. and that's why this feels really like soap. You're meant to continue with these characters and continue with what's happened to them. Well, have stories that like are just bumbling along the whole time. Yeah, Dark mm. Martin that ended. He's not Dark Martin anymore. It's, yeah, it feels a never, bit whole being casual. The only thing I would me. say about Martin is you will never see Martin in the same way now. Like Martin can never be this cheeky chappy anymore. He's, I know, but that doesn't they, stop they, the writers they, thinking that. <laughs> that's true, but they they for me they've ruined Martin's mm. character a little bit by doing that. Um, but then I suppose it, it needed new direction and they took it, so fine, that's fine. But it's just they don't. 
like I've, there, sh- there should be all kinds of stories happening in EastEnders, as mm. you say. There should be a long-term story, there should be medium-term stories, and there should be short-term stories. Mm. And they should all be plopping around all over the place. But the, yeah, it just leads to the, we've got a special episode, mm. and then that special episode is the end of the story. And, and another and thing that, that. I, I got a bit, not, I, again, it's not their fault, I can I understand that COVID-19 got in the way um, of filming processes, but they made such a point of saying, you know, this domestic violence storyline has been going on for almost over as, oh, no, 18 it has months 18 yeah. months and it's like well yes but let's put together every single episode <laughs> yeah there's four week gaps in between each one wasn't yeah there? and even then there was like just a reference to it for like 10 minutes in one episode in mm. a week i'd love to put together all the episodes where the Chantel and gray story was happening and i think together if you put it together it made up about five total episodes mm. um and that but that obviously doesn't include the final week but like I just yeah. It's there's no there's no kind of oh I did, this there's is no my, build up to it and there's no aftermath to it. There's it's too much like, dependence on certain characters. That's all I'm saying, and I think we should move on because we're we're reiterating we are running our over point. Time. It's all going. But wrong. we're reiterating the same point again and again and again. <laughs> we've got a new storyline which we enjoy. So let's yeah. talk about that. Denise. Yes. And Ellie and Phil and Jack. I love They're Ellie. All, you do. May I just put She's that had out two there lines. Away? You like already. She's had more than two Sorry, lines. Sorry, three lines. <laughs> no, she's. you can just tell. She's she's a character that you are going to enjoy watching on screen. Mm. And I think... Very cold. Very cold. And I think Misha, Mika... Mm-hmm. Mika I, Paris, isn't it? Yes. I think Mika Paris has shown no nerves, no kind of trepidation of just joining this soap. I don't suppose it's got <laughs> the same kind of gravitas at the moment that it used to have. But yeah, In the hospital hallway. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like she just, she's kind of gone into the role and she's she's rolling with it. Mm. And she's she's been, obviously been told the kind of character she needs to be. She obviously knows where the story is going to. They might have a long-term plan with this one. Let's hope they do. Doubt it. <laughs> well, let's hope that we don't hear about Raymond now for the next month and then hear like one snippet. Mm. But but Phil's involved, well, yeah, so I was just you about know. To say that like it, it's we had likely week, we're going to get a lot. Yeah, of it. we had a week of like oh Denise storyline, and yeah. now oh no Phil's here, he's going to take over. Oh, and by the way, Ben's also involved, <laughs> and it's like for God's yeah. sake, yeah, because Phil's now saying that it's his brother, mm. so now Ben's involved. So, so annoying, important. and Callum's involved too because he was there to witness the accident in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and he's blurted it to Denise by accident, and mm. now Phil by accident. <laughs> well, yeah, because small Callum was, world. Callum was talking about his counselling, wasn't mm. he? But um, yeah, so I, I really love this way. I love the idea of the story, actually. I love. Mm. I don't like the idea of there being some kind of custody battle, but I do like the idea of trying to figure out what they should. It sounds awful. It sounds a bit cold. It sounds like something uh, Ellie would say, but what they should do with Raymond now. Mm. Um, I, I love. I love, and I love hearing the news. And spoiler alert: if anyone's not heard, it's a skip 20 seconds but i love hearing the news that lucas is coming back too so i think mm. that that could perhaps have he some kind be, of potential hand to it as yeah, well is he involved with ellie or is it going to be completely separate is denise going to get two storylines to front mm. who knows but i mean we know so little about ellie that i can't pass judgment yet or i do worry that it's another character with a shelf life like if she's really evil does that is she got a shelf life like Grey did. Like Grey's obviously got a shuffle because he's an evil character. I don't think yeah, I don't know with... how evil Mika is going to be. But she said Sorry, Ellie's um, gonna be. Yeah, she said the actress, she said she's the most evil character Eastenders has ever seen. But I think a lot of people <sighs> Yeah, said but that. they also said when Habiba <laughs> They said that about and, Jags. <laughs> well, when, yeah, yeah. When the Habiba and um Ikra was introduced, they said they're gonna be causing all kinds of trouble <laughs> on the square and I'm yet to see that trouble. Um on their first week Habiba put her hair in the food in the Vic oh, yeah. to support the Slaters. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> my flag is waving <laughs> and it's white. No, I know. But um, she has said that she's the most evil character ever to be on EastEnders. So. Yeah, but they say things because they want to build up an interest in an audience. Mm. Um, Good luck. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've peaked me. Mm. Um, but no, Phil has now found out about Raymond, thanks to our Callum. Yeah. So he's now, like, he cried when he saw Raymond in the hospital. He, he wanted did. to confirm that it was Raymond before he told Denise. Yeah. And it's funny that he went to tell Denise, like, oh, I found our kid. And she was yeah. like, I already know. <laughs> I know, a genuinely nice thing by Phil there. Mm. Um, he he, genu- he wanted Denise to know that yeah. he, that his, their son had been in an accident, and, but he was okay. And I, I've got a funny, I don't know, I've got a feeling that if Denise hadn't been so kind of like, I already knew this anyway, plus I don't want you to have anything to do with him. I don't think, I wonder if Phil would have, pursued the idea yeah. of having you know taking custody mm. and if he, he thought if he i'll hadn't... just let denise know and then yeah. we'll just go back to our lives because she poked him mm. he was like family fam the family button was pressed yeah 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 um which again was a bit odd writing like when phil said to ben he's family i'm not gonna let anyone get away with my family mm. it's like this is like a three-year-old toddler like he has this great plans of bringing his his son mitchell back into the legacy but it's a toddler feel. Mm. Are you going to cope? There's no Sharon around, no Kathy <laughs> around. True. Who's going to be doing the um, babysitting? Callum? Mm. Callum going to be regulated to the um Oh, the God, doormat? you don't think that Callum and Ben are going to adopt <laughs> Raymond? Rewind the podcast one week. I said that last week. Um, did you? I did. I said, could you imagine as a joke, like to get them involved in the storyline? But I must have said no at the time, but now <laughs> it's considerably... Going oh, into favour. Oh. No, that, that surely couldn't happen. But like, because Raymond, it. <laughs> it's Callum and Ben. <laughs> but because um, Raymond's adopted, I don't think Phil and Denise have any rights anyway. Well, Denise like, gave up her rights by giving because the adoption. Remember when Sonia had to sign away, <laughs> sign away um, Bex. Bex. Yeah, but she wasn't Bex. Was she adopted or was she fostered at the time? No, she was adopted well, she and then was, her and parents they died. Died in a car crash. <laughs> she died in a car crash. Right. And so then she got custody. So I suppose that it kind of the contract maybe becomes non-invoid. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who Raymond's next of kin would officially Ellie. be. Ellie. It must be Ellie. Yeah. So it, I suppose it comes down on the shoulders of whether Ellie would be happy mm-hmm. to, for Raymond to be... Yeah, because again, Ellie doesn't seem too distraught that half her family have like just tragically died in a car crash. Mm. So I, I don't know if that's like... Can you imagine if they found out Ellie was the one who caused the car was, crash? Mate, was she? Like, <laughs> she might have been, or is Lucas involved? Like, I don't know. There's lots of things. We don't really know anything. And they're being so... They're not giving us any info on Ellie. It's a bit like when Grey, at the beginning, you didn't know he was... Mm. Like, we're getting so little information, it could be anything. Yeah, but that's the point, isn't it? That's why they mm. want to keep the character to be mysterious. So maybe Ellie planned to kill her son and daughter-in-law but the daughter died as well didn't she there was mm. raymond's adoptive sister so oh, she's I, I just don't a very hard shelled woman and she's just yeah. able to cope with big shocks like that some people are Perhaps... hopefully it's not the actress like limitations i don't know what, if, what no I'm... i don't know actually i've never think... seen her in anything before. i haven't either but actually I, i'm hoping it's just that she's just very very stony faced mm. very hard woman because mm. um, phil got was a bit standoffy around her as well when he saw her that Brief, mm. that um, brief second. So maybe she just has this air. Perhaps. Maybe her name is known and Phil knows. <laughs> is uh, she a gangster? <laughs> no. No, she can't be a gangster. Her son was a vicar. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> that really means nothing. But um, Phil wants to get um, Raymond and Denise. Denise wants to stop it yeah. and she asked Jack to kind of convince Phil to stop it. Jack then brings up that, remember that time you kidnapped me and beat me almost to death? <laughs> Yeah, that's something I'm going to bring up to the police mm. if you could pursue this. 
Um, but, but Phil doesn't care. Phil said, like, family's the only thing that Yeah, he was like, that was a month ago. They won't care. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they will, Phil. <laughs> also, considering that Phil is trying to stop the police getting information about him by a mole <laughs> that Richie had warned Phil about, Jack is openly saying to Phil, I'm going to pass on information about something you did to me mm. and perhaps more information that I know of. <laughs> and Phil's like, I don't care. I'll just, I'll just get away. And again, Phil had the audacity of accusing Jack of being a grass. Oh, yeah. To a policeman. <laughs> to a police officer who needs to be honest with what, which Jack says to him, no, I'm a, I'm a metro, metropolitan police officer, blah, blah, blah. But Phil is a grass. Mm-hmm. So Isaac. It's to Isaac. Mm. And he got some home truths with Denise as well. I, that was this good, week. that scene. I that was excellent. That. And I loved was really it. on Denise's side that mm-hmm. there as well. I mean, I'm 100% behind Denise. Oh, 100%. Phil can just, no. I want I want Denise to have Raymond, to be honest with, with you. With Jack, just so he can rub it in Phil's face. He's got another Mitchell mm. kid on his list now. That's Amy, Ricky and yes. Raymond now. Yes. He's, he's taken all the Mitchell kids he's, in for himself. He's like a Mitchell nanny. <laughs> He really is a Mitchell nanny, our old Jack. Mm. He'll have Albie in a year's or time. Yeah, he? he probably will. Right, well, so we... That's not a Mitchell. Or is it? That's a Taylor. Yeah, just you wait. They'll be <laughs> rewriting that as we speak. Um, right, so we had a real short story with Jags, our lovely Jags, who his time is ending soon. Yes. So I think next week may be it. Do, is it that soon? I think so. Mm. Hope so. <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> There's an interview with um, the actress who played Suki. Mm-hmm, but not uh, Jags. <laughs> about Jags' exit. <laughs> his own exit. And she, she, apparently she hinted that it's going to be a bit of a demise for Jags. But mm. my understanding is that he's been told that the, the door will always be open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he can return at any time. Said sure. with, with, yeah, with a, with a bit of a bit lip, I think. Yeah, heard that before. Mm. Um, um, I can't remember what happened with him. He, him and Habiba were doing like coffee or something. He had to get the rents from all the oh, yeah. properties that the family owned. The Slaters. They the pay Slater their rent. Must do at some point. Um, and Jags has seen the state of some of these properties and said, you, you know, no one would live in these these wreck holes, uh, these these hell holes. It's not, it's not fair. It's not, it's not fair. It's not fair. You shouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This is a a past cry of the Jags of old that danced <laughs> yeah, to Atomic Kitten. Lola. And kidnapped Lola. Yeah, the the old days when they had Sky Television in the middle of a warehouse. These are but, the days. But collecting rent. He nope. draws a line at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's a child coughed in front of him and, she, and that child was very unwell. So he didn't care. No. I got her back up. She was like, get my rent. Well, Habiba was like, what would Gandhi do? <laughs> that was Biba's advice. And she said that he looked sexy. He thought that was a that was an oh. in. She said, no, calm down. Put, put it away, Jags. <laughs> yeah. Give Jag- it a week. Yeah. Jags said... Mum, I don't want to do it anymore. Suki put his food in the bin. The only way you can communicate with Jags <laughs> food. Is, is food deprivation. And well, ja- they have. They, Jags has been on this one story arc plan since the beginning. <laughs> this is, and this is the story arc, his food. Yeah, this is his build from beginning to end. Mm. This was always planned. So it does make sense now because we have always mentioned him eating food. Mm. And they've been, you know how they like doing their subtle hints like the dishwasher with Chantel yeah. and Dennis dying with Denny's life. <laughs> the subtle... we. Missed it. The subtle hints, the whole his whole story arc yeah. was him eating crisps. Mm-hmm. The way to get to Jags is to throw his dinner away, yeah. and that's his arc completed. Yeah. And now he doesn't want to be living with him. That's anymore. why he has to leave the show because yeah. his character's finished. That's his. That's his character ended with. That's that was the whole premise of the reason why they introduced Jags. <laughs> mm. He was a man who wanted food. I see, we had were, it taken away from him. We were there laughing, saying they were lying about him having <laughs> one story arc. How naive were we? This is what it was. It was planted. 
the whole time. We're just minions mm. to the to the EastEnders cogs, the machine <laughs> that is the BBC. Mm. So Suki threw the food away, and that mm. that really perfectly hit home. good food. May I, I know. add, Kurit could have had that. Maybe he's well, a hungry boy. I <laughs> don't know where he is, but it made me it made me a bit angry. Even Ash said, "Mum, stop that." <laughs> Don't do that to Jags. Ikra could have had that. You didn't invite her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps you can invite my girlfriend around one day. <laughs> so yeah, that obviously hit us home to Jags. That okay, this mm-hmm. is um serious now. He's cashing his chip in, mm. but not a potato chip. <laughs> no, a casino chip. Well, though Grace threw that in the bin, didn't he? So, or Chantel threw it in the bin on the night. So I don't know where that chip's gone. Oh God, yeah, I forgot that. Happened. He'll probably find it in the bin. He'll probably like look through the bin for, for the food <laughs> for his dinner and be like, "Oh, the chip, the chip." And Habiba will be like, "Oh, money, let's go together." And they'll get a convertible car and drive off, and they'll have a happy ending. Do you think Habiba's going to leave with him? What a secret exit! I, I do. The actress is um on holiday at the moment. She keeps posting new photo shoots mm. all the time. So I'm wondering if they've kept it secret, but she's gonna last minute decide to leave with Jags, and they're gonna go off together. You say last minute, but the, the right crew of EastEnders have had this planned for a year. Well, when they introduced her people <laughs> they always two knew, years ago. <laughs> they always knew that Jags was going to be... When they said the two sisters world. are arriving in Wolf and they're going to cause trouble for the Masoods, mm-hmm. this is what they meant. Mm-hmm. She's going to leave and break up the Panasars. Yep. <laughs> That's, that was always the plan. Mm. Always the way to go. And Ikra was always meant to be a, le- a secret lesbian, by the way. Oh, right. <laughs> what, with that, well, that wasn't changed last minute when she was having her arranged marriage. Not at all. <laughs> right, last up. We've saved it the best to last because the Royal Wedding of the Century happened. Yeah. Better than Pat and Frank's wedding from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Better than Nigel and Deb's wedding. Nope. Better than Ian and Mel's wedding on the Millennium. Yeah. With Cathy coming back. Instant divorce. <laughs> better than Michelle and Lofty. Yep, yep. Better than um, Mark and... Jill and Ruth. <laughs> Jill's. Jill, Mark and Jill's. Ruth's was a bit of a... Let mm-hmm. down for me. Better than sh- when Shirley shot Phil on him and Sharon's wedding. Yeah. This was the wedding. <laughs> this was the wedding. The wedding of 2020. Mm-hmm. There's not many happy things that have happened in 2020. No. But my goodness, this wedding, it was, <laughs> it was right great. up there. Lola was involved. Jay was involved. All the A-list cast were out for <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. They really went in the bowl rolling. Danny Hardcastle was involved. Yeah. Loved her. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was um a, a dodgy looking device with a blinking red light that clearly wouldn't be spotted when all yeah. the lights were switched off in the garage. That's what I thought when Callum put that to bug the archers to find information on mm. Phil. Like it's this bright red like if the lights are off, Phil's gonna see that. It's a flashing red light. He would go, Hey, what's that? What's what's happening down to the desk? You'll probably think it's a mobile phone though. Although he's quite savvy with his iPad, wasn't he? I, how funny you should mention that. His little I did, flip of the case. <laughs> he so. flicked it like a proper, like, you know that someone is it's over like the age my of 55. <laughs> yeah. You know if someone's over the age of 55 because they always have an iPad nearby. Mm. And a case that folds over the top of the iPad. And, and a like, little... A magnetic clip. Yeah, and a little pencil with a rubber end mm-hmm. so they can tap the screen so they don't get their fingers dirty. <laughs> yeah, so um, Callum was bugging it. This is during the wedding. He didn't make it to the wedding, actually, unfortunately. Well, no, he did... He did make it to the wedding, but he was late mm. because Ben had to get a registrar to come to them. Yeah, because he was stuck in a car. Because Stuart was stuck in the only car in the fleet <laughs> of the funeral directors that has a dodgy battery. Yeah. Dodgy electronics, sorry. And so while Stuart was listening to Phil Collins mm-hmm. with Ben outside, he got himself locked inside the car with the window wound up. I mean, we could go into quite detail of how that doesn't make any sense. Like the radio <laughs> was working and like... But the door wouldn't open. There's lots of things, but we're not no, going to go the, there. No, the radio went... Oh, did it? And then, did it signify yeah. that? And then, and then, and then uh, Jay went to get a jump lead to re-jump. And then he <laughs> said, the battery's dead. Oh. And because the car is, a, is an automatic electric lock, 
that's why Stuart was locked inside the car. I see. There you go. Planned out from the <laughs> Yeah, that was always planned a year ago. <laughs> they had it all planned. <laughs> it was planned when Stuart was doing his beautiful hunting in that car. Yeah. There were mm-hmm. hints laid. They knew three years ago, three years time, they were going to do a wedding storyline with Rainey, where the car, where he got locked inside the car and Rainey uh, got married anyway. Do you remember 10 years ago when they introduced Rainey yes. and she said she could never have children? They knew. That was, that was planned. <laughs> they planned that in 2020, Rainey was going to have a miracle child. Right, let's stop milking that joke now. It's not funny anymore. No. Where were we? Callum was um, having his situation with Phil and Danny Hargards because he caught him. He's busy trying to get evidence on Phil because mm-hmm. he's caught between a rock and Phil a hard and place. A ben. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, exactly a rock and a hard <laughs> Feeling place. Feeling Ben. Uh, <laughs> uh, Phil thinks, well, if, if Callum is on Phil's, Callum is showing that he's on Phil's side by having this bizarre moment of wanting to beat up <laughs> Danny Hardcastle, which... Mm. Hit him on the back of the head with a lead pipe. Yeah. Then just carried on pummeling him. Yeah, well, he looked at Phil and Phil nodded, giving him a No, he yes. whacked him around the back of the head with the lead yeah, pipe. Yeah, just once. Then he looked at Phil. Phil kind of went, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> and he said, okay, Phil, I, will, I work for you. But did you see Phil's eyes light up as well when he was watching the violent unfold <laughs> in front of him? I think Ben should watch out. Phil might have a little <laughs> thing for Callum. He can turn anyone. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, yeah, and so then Callum... Beats out- him up, like quite up. excessively. The, the, the man who, I don't... I who just, hated Ben for doing anything bad. Abuse, yeah. yeah. Is now doing it to try to to garner favour with Phil. <laughs> misses the wedding. of Well, doesn't miss the wedding, but misses most of the wedding or the mm. build-up of the wedding with his his brother's wedding. It just, and knows he's being recorded because of the tracker. So, like, does the policeman know that Callum beats Yeah, they're just going to let him off. But the police are then saying to Callum, the, you know, you hated doing... You hated doing those horrible jobs of going to see the clean-up of a car accident. <laughs> or you hate doing yeah, those... You talk to everyone about it around the minute mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone knows about it. <laughs> Clearly, you don't like doing those jobs. So, if you do this job for me with Phil, then... Promotion. Promotion. When you won't have to do these horrible little jobs anymore. <laughs> Surely the trauma of beating someone up, no matter what Danny Harcastle <laughs> is, he was innocent in that situation. Let's be honest. Like, okay, he's an evil person, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, in but that even situation... that's quite muddled as well, isn't it? Like, the whole of Tuesday was a mess. An absolute mess. Because, like, the way that Danny, like, just casually knocks on the door to talk to Phil, like, at the Archers, it's like, you had a gun at him, like, a few weeks ago. And then he, like, gets upset saying, like, Oh, I've been done for this heist. And it's like, well, you were literally there with a... There was like a dead body in that Mm. bar, wasn't there? There was like a dead person on the floor. It's like, what's happening? They're they're, they're like... Danny and Phil talking like they're old friends. Yeah. And it's like, but every time they see each other, they try to kill each other. It's really weird. But now they're acting like, oh, no, trust me. Don't trust Callum. He's he's Yeah, Danny Hardcastle caught Callum taking photographs Mm. of some some invoices. (laughs) Probably for some tyres or something like that. Callum's like, well, that'd be useful for my my (laughs) evidence Callum thinks that he's being clever. He's probably going to get Ben in trouble. They're probably dodgy things that Ben's done. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and so Danny says to Phil, you need to keep an eye out on Callum because he's going against you, which he's right about. Mm Mm-hmm. Callum whacks him around the back of the head with a lead piping. Feels like, go ahead, I'm a bit turned on. Smacks him about, turns up at the wedding. Then then Ben sees that his... Now Ben, it's like a complete different character. Yeah, ben Ben's is now, now Callum. what Callum used to be. Mm-hmm. And sees that Callum is becoming this <gasps> bad person because he saw blood on the cuffs mm-hmm. of his shirt. Doesn't want him to, be now, to go straight. Yeah, and now Ben's really confused. And Ben, 
and but then the next episode, the very next episode, Callum's talking about his therapy <laughs> because he saw s- someone in an accident. Mm. You but beat someone up, up. Yeah, it doesn't affect Callum. No, but Callum's fine by that. Callum's fine by the deceit of his own boyfriend and his family <laughs> and beating someone up. And also, I know I don't ever wish for more Danny Hardcastle scenes, but what happened to Danny Hardcastle? Like, what happened after that? Well, that was did always his go? story. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he just get up and go? Like, every time something happens to Danny Hardcastle, like, he gets arrested during the heist. Yeah. Next time we see him, they're trying to arrest Ben for the heist. He, Danny like, Hardcastle seems to just pop in to say hello. Something, something happens to him. to him and then he disappears. Yeah, and then comes back in a week pretending they're, like, friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very odd situation because that's what's going to happen next and you know that's what's going to happen next Phil is going to set up some kind of thing with Danny Hardcastle even mm. though they've agreed never to work with each other again <laughs> even though they have this relationship where Phil ends up getting Danny Hardcastle shot or arrested mm. or beaten up or Danny Hardcastle tries to kill Ben and loses yeah. his hearing yes exactly all these things have happened but they're going to set something up and then Callum's going to pass it on to the police that this thing's been set up mm. and Ben's going to somehow get involved but, but Callum didn't know about it until the very last minute. So then Ben was the one who's going to get end up getting arrested, and Callum's going to feel really guilty. Although about it. Danny Harcastle was threatening Stuart and Ben. Stuart was locked in a hearse. Didn't Danny say something about Ben? So that was That's the reason made why Callum, Callum angry got eyes. Angry. He had really angry eyes, didn't he? But um, he said something. He said, "I'll kill." Ben or I'll kill Stuart, your brother, and that's when he whacked him around the head. All right, but you know we know how this show loves our foreshadowing. At that same time, Stuart was locked in a hearse. Right. Rainy announced some good news about a baby. So you think Stuart's gone? Well, is he going to be killed off by Danny Hardcastle? There is a car accident coming. Is there? That's what I thought there was. No, the car accident was Raymond's mum and dad. The two characters oh, killing. Okay. That was that. Okay. Sorry, ignore me. I don't, that was I, the I'm headline. so confused by the whole no. thing. I just. But um. All oh, right. So you reckon that Stuart's so, so the threat Danny's threat is hmm. going to come in because into... the next episode didn't Callum say to Ben? Oh, it just goes to show you've got to cherish the people around you while you can. Like, he keeps saying stuff like that, doesn't he? Well, that's after his therapy. Yeah, but is that is Ben or Stuart going to die? It's not going to be Ben. It won't be Ben. So Stuart. It obviously won't be Ben. It'd be a shame if Stuart dies. Mm. But... Yeah, but Rainey's happy. Stuart's happy. Can't last for long. I worry that Rainey as a single mother is going to be really mm. bad. Plus, I think Tanya Franks will, like... She's never been on the show full-time before, so I'm Yeah, wondering... but I've always said that's a shame. Mm, it is, but I'm wondering if the actress will be like, okay, well, this is my time to go again this which will be a shame I'll clock my time card but, um, out for another I mean speaking years. we were talking about the best wedding ever we've not actually talked about the wedding <laughs> um, they got over social distancing restrictions by him being in the car and her mm. outside the car and which they, is fine which is yeah, good they kissed the window and then they were married <laughs> and then that's when she said I'm pregnant and it was all happy and joyous until we realised that the whole reason Rainey had the whole storyline with Max and baby Abby is because she can't have children. I know, and they mentioned it quite recently. She had like, uh, quite a few big scenes, didn't she, mm. where she was saying how she'd always wanted to m- be a mum, but she knows she never can. Mm. And, you know, it, I think it's... I mean, it's nice. It's happy news. It's good news for the characters. But at the same time, I'm a bit like, well, this is a bit... Only last year, 50-year-old Sharon got pregnant, who can't who technically shouldn't be able to conceive. Yeah, the, the original Dennis mm. was, was a miracle yeah. child. So we were like, okay, that's fine. It's one thing. Um, and now Rainey's pregnant, so doing it's a it bit like, okay. We'll be talking about it um, at, when we do the comments at the end, but obviously we had hopes that Rainey and Stuart were going to be this 
evil couple. Mm. I had real excited. If you listen to all past podcasts, I came up with theories of stories they could have. Oh, yeah, when they like fun. secretly hated each other but loved each other, but yeah, went against each other, and but yeah. but when they had to, they worked together mm. to like really destroy people. Because he was really horrible to her because he broke into her kitchen, scared mm. her all the time, he and put broke his nails glass. into her arm. Yeah, and yeah, she did weird things to him. Yeah. But now yeah. they're just like they're like Nigel and Debbie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they're a bit comedy mm. kind mm. of couple, and they're kind of lovable rogues. Yeah. They but. could do so much more because they're such good actors, both of them. Mm. So I think it's a shame they're now this sort of comedy. Well, they're, they, they're, they're like see... the Robbie Jackson yeah. circle of characters. They, well, they, you said Jay and Lola were the wedding guests <laughs> of, the, of the wedding mm. the, of the century. Lola was a bit off of Jay as well, I noticed. He said something like nice to her and she was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So obviously she's upset with him again. <laughs> she likes Peter, doesn't she? Yes, well. Who all... doesn't? Exactly. He's... um. <laughs> Full of bill. <laughs> Full of um, sweet corn. Yes. Right, so there you go. That was the whole week summed up. I know. I feel like I moaned a lot. Mm, I am sorry down. to people. I, I am sorry to people who listen to this and think, well, oh, a fun, <laughs> positive podcast. And we can only be honest. We can only be honest. Yeah. I mean, when it's good, we do go on about how good it is. We go on for days about how good the soap is when it's very good but unfortunately we go on for this equal amount of time when the soap is being let's just end on a high and talk about sharon being drunk yeah after the death of her son <laughs> <laughs> no no right we're gonna go to comments and go to everyone's thoughts and what they thought of the week and hopefully it'll be super positive and you know me i ain't want to gossip so as Ben says, this is the time of the week where we read out your comments that you've sent to us on our Twitter, our Facebook group and our Instagram. You can find us just by searching Wolford Weekly Podcast or simply just Wolford Weekly on any three of those social medias. You can also find us on TikTok, Ben. Mm, you said. I have. I just thought I'd I remind people. I haven't looked people. at it yet. You really should. <laughs> now, every week we always ask you a question um, and we give you two answers. A yin and a yang, some might say. And this week talking about what we just talked about about Stuart and Rainey and when they first met they were an evil duo but as time's gone on they've become a fun and lovable couple mm-hmm. and whether you preferred them being the evil side or the fun side Ooh. so before we go any further and before you put your guess out there we obviously have had a few comments you excited mm-hmm. okay so first one says I hated Stuart and Rainey when they were evil mm. that's not nice no they said, uh, someone else has said, they're so brilliant together when they're lighthearted and they both deserve a real shot of real happiness. I love their chemistry as well. Do they deserve happiness though? Well, the Stuart? You've just thrown a rabbit out of the hat with your idea and your foreshadowing. The Hurst, Stuart. Mm. We need, uh, SJM has said, we need an unlikely pairing that end up perfect for each other. If they can find love and then there's hope for everyone. Their relationship is beautiful and genuine. A modern day Arthur and Pauline, <laughs> Nigel and Debbie. Yep. Although I don't want it to end like Nigel and Debbie's did. Stuart will get hit by a hearse. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do you think people said? Do you want them to keep them fun or bring back their evil well, side? Well, by those comments, keep them fun. That's what I'm guessing people said. Yep. 85% of people Ooh. said keep them fun, which meant 15% of people wanted them to go back to their evil ways. Which means one of them will be dead within a month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks to everyone who voted. Um, we always put a poll up um, on our Twitter and our Instagram and our Facebook group. Um, we have some more comments. First of all, we're going to talk about Denise and Phil. At Caddy CTS Lover said, as a character, Phil is so much more enjoyable and relatable when he's displaying his emotions. Yeah, when he was crying in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But then I refused to let myself like him because of the rest of the week. 
for that one scene time the rest of the year but he always does this he goes in and he redeems himself in Mm. commas because he cries a little bit (laughs) and then he apologizes a little bit but he's not apologized to denise yet but i suppose he's not nothing to apologize for is he he did bring up to denise didn't he He said he wasn't he didn't want give up raymond to give up raymond well i'm sure like he agreed with sharon that they were going to but yeah but that was with sharon Sharon convinced him. That old slag. And then Sharon as Grant would say. Yeah, and then Sharon's made out that he was the father of her child, and then it all went into mess. <laughs> At official JLCYT said, I think Denise will ultimately decide not to keep Raymond and send him away. We have some news also about Lucas's return, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier on the show. At ES Rafe said, His return is going to be so dark, dramatic, gripping, shocking, and unmissable. So many verbs. Mm. That apparently the big Christmas return, that's the Christmas return, by the way. Oh, is it? Mm. I, I don't mind that. I'm no. not. I hope it makes sense, his return, though, because he is in prison for three murders and an escape. That's the only thing. Well, at Saf Kaliz said, I'm confused. How has he done such a short stre- stretch for a serial killer? Mm. That's a question, isn't it? So maybe he's escaped? We, I mean, we don't know how long he's back for. It could be just a short-term thing. But I would love him to be back No, because this term. is meant to be the long... St- running story for 2021 isn't it i think not the return at christmas yeah oh right like unless he's just going to be in prison and has someone working for him on i don't know i don't know how it's going to work because he can't exactly walk around the square like and open a business can he well he can if he's been released from prison that's a bit weird legitimately but he's tried to escape from prison i can't imagine his good behavior would have been no. <laughs> good enough for he's him been to... in 10 years i think mm. for three murders plus faking denise's kidnap as yeah. well and escaping, so I don't know. One was an accidental death, don't forget. <laughs> the rake death. That's true. Oh, I love that death so much. Some random comments just to end the show with. At The Version says, The gangster stuff has been dragging on for way too long. They've run out of ideas for what to do with Phil, Ben and Callum. Here, here. At Jamie Coleman T says, When evil pushes Callum too far, plus already stressed by Phil's pressure, he was obviously going to go off to protect the people he loved. I suppose, Yes. But it seemed a little out of character for Callum. It did, yeah. Soft. Seeing how soft he was during last Christmas. Mm. Uh, Sydney on Facebook says, The saving of the episode this week was a drunk icon Sharon. (laughs) It was. Her and Denise. (laughs) I live in the dream. And uh, at Danny Rowley says, Ben's dancing was the highlight. I'm not sure if I'm enjoying the Callum and Phil storyline. Would just like people to be happy for a while. We'd all like them all to be happy Mm. for a while. It's like when Ben was cooking a meal. I mm. thought this is nice for like two minutes. And that was it. And then that was the end of all <laughs> that. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can, as always, on our Twitter and Instagram at Wolford Weekly. You can also find our Facebook group just by searching Wolford Weekly Podcast. Don't forget, if you enjoy the show, to listen and subscribe to us again next week. Hope you all have a good week. Yeah, we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Bye.